0: The following podcast is sponsored by the new Hood College Gear Shop. The gear shop replaces the old Hood College bookstore. Most of us remember the bookstore as the place where we bought or rented books. Well, that's not the case anymore. The Hood College Gear Shop is a great place to buy all kinds of things. Need some Hood branded merch? You'll find hoodies and t-shirts, hats and scarves, sweats and socks, mugs and cups, and they even have hood-branded blankets. Low-on shampoo or soap, they have you covered. Bad breath before class, buy some gum or Tic Tacs. Need a pen, highlighter, or notebook? The gear shop has tons. Does your roommate have a dog or a cat? Buy them a Hood College leash or a collar. Need some Advil or Tums? The gear shop has your back. Need a last-minute birthday gift for your best friend? You'll find plenty of options. What I'm saying is the new Hood College gear shop has you covered for all your gift, school, snack, and blazer-branded clothing needs. So the next time you're in WIT, stop in and browse around. Mention my name, Tim Jacobson, and the name of this podcast, Get to Know a Blazer, and receive 10% off your purchase of any hood-branded merch. But listen to the show first. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Get to Know a Blazer, an in-depth yet lighthearted interview podcast that focuses on the many interesting and wonderful people that inhabit our Hood College campus. I'm your host, Tim Jacobson. For those of you who don't know me, and I'm assuming there are many, I'm the coordinator for Hood College Broadcasting Studios and an instructor of visual media communication. On the last episode of GTKAB, I interviewed Dr. Lisa Algazi-Marcus, a professor of French and gender studies here at Hood College. Uh, it was really great to sit down with Lisa. Uh, we've known each other for a long time, and uh, it was it was really good just to sit down and chat with her. On this week's show, I interview a co-worker for, I have known for Um, Not a long time, but who has worked at Hood for 25 years, and they were recommended to me by Dr. Marcus. So, without delay, welcome to the show.
1: Amy, Sarah, without an H, Gottfried, and I am a professor of English.
0: Professor of English. Um, How long have you been here at Hood?
1: Good Lord. I came in 98, so... Wow. This is going on year 24.
0: All right. So you've 28. Oh, my God. No,
1: no. Let's not make it longer (laughs) than it is. Heavens. 24 years. It's a long time.
0: time. Where were you before you were here at Hood?
1: I was at Boston University for four years. Okay. um, At their College of General Studies.
0: Teaching English?
1: Sort of. Teaching rhetoric. So not literature, not creative writing, basically how to form an essay. Okay. Yeah.
0: And what prompted you, mm. after four years, to leave that wonderfully large, monstrous institution mm. that is Boston College, I, Boston- and trek down 95 to, uh, and take a lot, or actually it'd be a right. Yeah. You take a right and come here to.
1: Uh, I came here because there was only one turn Involved, and I thought I could get here. Uh, did I say Boston College, Boston University? Boston was well, still. Yeah, Boston um,
0: University is a lot bigger than it is. Hood, especially back then.
1: This is not. This was not the job I wanted, and it was not what I had trained for, and it's not even what my doctorate was in. Okay. Um, and but, so.
0: You mean Boston University or this?
1: No, 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 Boston University. This okay. is in fact the job I wanted. Okay. Well, so well there that's you go. The other part.
0: Okay. So let's go all the way, all the way back. Where did you grow up? Mm.
1: I was born in Brooklyn, and okay. I lived there for four years, and then we moved to Long Island. Long Island. Um, and I lived, Where in Long Island? Uh, Oceanside first. That's the North Shore. Okay. And I was there till I was about six. No, nine. Lying, lying. And then we moved to, uh, oh, you know, I screwed up the shores. I knew I would. Oceanside's on the South Shore, then we moved to the North Shore, a little town called Centerport. But it's famous because it's near Centerport. Northport. And Northport's famous because that's where Jack Kerouac lived and I believe oh. died. It's where his mom was. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know it at the time. Hmm. So,
0: All right. My wife grew up in uh, Seacliff.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a cousin living in Seacliff. Yeah. For I a think while.
0: she was only there for like five or six years and then they moved to New Jersey. So yeah. it's the only place I know. And I've only been to Long Island once, and that was when uh, I. My daughter was looking for colleges, mm. and we took the ferry from Connecticut over to the tip, and um, I can't remember what the big Either college Montauk is. Montauk or Port Longwood? Not, is it Longwood? I can't remember what's the call. Stony co- Brook. Stony Brook.
1: It's nice. That's where my best friend went to medical school, yeah. and she's a real doctor now. Not like me. She actually can save your life.
0: She freaked out when uh, we were on a tour, and they went into one of the lecture halls, too big? And she just was like, oh, my God. Mm. She's like, no.
1: <laughs> you know, I went to a really big university, too. Where'd you go to college? Syracuse.
0: Well, that's a big one. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. one of the big ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, oof, Just intimidated. I mean, I went to a, a decent-sized D1 school, but not that big.
1: I, we knew nothing about college. My parents no my I No, I look and, back on that. You know, it was just my mom's boss, who was a lawyer, said, Syracuse is a good place to go. So... We looked at it, and also, uh, it was a New York school, and I was a New York resident. There, are all sorts of financial aid. I would imagine it was yes. a little bit
0: cheaper. All right, so uh, you grew up in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. moved to Long Island, mm-hmm. stayed there. Yes. The, Your, um, I mean,
1: nobody is left in Long Island. Nobody's left though. Okay. Well, there so are y- people there. Well, yeah, there I'm are. There's a few. To them. Yes.
0: Um, brothers and sisters.
1: I have a sister who lives in Bowie, of all places. Oh, okay. Younger was, or older? Uh, she is older by okay. four years. And I also have an older brother who lives in Los Angeles who is a uh, friend of Catherine Orloff's. Totally, oh, she knows everybody. Totally out of the blue. Yeah, she... I know. I
0: had her on the show, and I, I'm like, how do you know everybody?
1: She does. In fact, when he came She to knows
0: Lucille Ball. Team. She used to play in Lucille Ball's, like, living room when her parents were having, like, meetings and stuff. What the And heck? you
1: know that Cary Grant had her on his lap when she was a very tiny baby girl exciting yep that's always
0: good for like you know cocktail party banter
1: it turns out my brother also knows a lot because they're in the same business he's retired now but he's also a PR person out in Hollywood it's such a hoot
0: um do you get along with your other siblings you guys good friends
1: yeah do I don't know what I do without my sister my brother, I'm very fond of, but I only met him about five years ago. So oh, really? I how did that say happen? That. Yeah, how did that happen?
0: Um, how how much older is he than you?
1: Uh, let's see. He's got to be maybe eight or nine. No, I can actually figure it out if you give me a moment. 11 years older than okay. I am. Okay,
0: and you just met him. I did. Can I pry into why that is?
1: Sure, sure. I think these stories are fairly common. Um mm-hmm. My father was married when he was about 21, and they had a baby. And mm-hmm. then after two or three years, my father was stationed in Greenland because he was a member of the Merchant Marines. Okay. And the person he was married to did not wish to move to Greenland, which she called Alaska, oh. which shows you how she felt about the things. Uh, and, and I think, okay. you know, remember, I got none of this information from my father.
0: Wow. So, when did you find that this all out? Was this like, you know? Five years ago. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yes, it was quite a shock. And then when he said, and I'm a good friend wow. of Catherine Orloff's, that was quite shocking. So,
0: That's crazy.
1: Uh, it is very, I was teaching. I, wow, had, interesting. I got this email, and then um, I found out it was legit. I thought it was spam. And IT checked it out for me. I wouldn't even So did it. he find you? Yes. He found Same last name? Uh, no, Nope. In fact, he uh, he had that last name, but he was uh, he, until he was twelve. He thought he was um, the biological son of his father of the oh. person who was raising him, his mom and, and stepfather. Wow. So yeah, That's crazy. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of wow. um, people keeping secrets uh, for their own. You know, I think it, it, nothing untoward. Just that this was not something you talked yeah. about.
0: Yeah. I think that was a, a, you know, a cultural thing back then. Absolutely. Where you just didn't mention those kinds of things. Divorce
1: was not, you know, divorce was not cool. People yeah. were embarrassed by it. It was a bad thing.
0: Well, and I think also, you know, you got divorced. You know, there wasn't the opportunities for, for women back then to support themselves. And, you know, to go through, like, divorce and say, you have to pay me alimony. Oh, yeah, that wasn't happening. You know, happenin'. I don't think that wasn't even a thing. The know?
1: only thing we learned from my brother's mother, who died shortly after he found her, she refused to talk about any of this. And she wow. said it was a long time ago, but she did say I was the person who wanted out of the marriage. He wanted uh, to stay married. Okay. Um, but also in those days when you when you had a divorce and your child went off somewhere else, you did not keep in touch. Yeah. There was none of that keeping in touch with the child, which is, I think, very sad.
0: It is. Very yeah, Very sad.
1: I would like to, you know, if I could have reached out to my father and said, uh, ah, you didn't have to do it this way. But, yeah. you know, he might say, "Hey, you're the kid. I'm the father." Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's I think generational differences from how our parents grew up.
1: For sure. You know, and uh yeah, yeah
0: and just the way that
1: uh now our kids Kids think.
0: are raised, you know, um twice the age of my kids but you know we'll you know they neither of them live at home right now but you know we go out to lunch and we hang out and do stuff together and you know they you know they'll call me like hey you want to hang out and I never would have thought about doing that at their age
1: yeah you know it was just
0: kind of you know it would be like hey you want to come for dinner or something like that but this is a little bit different it is true it is true
1: though because I teach creative writing I get to hear a lot of Maybe more negative stories about families. I mean, honestly, thank God it's not a smooth sailing relationship because we'd have nothing to write fiction and. Poetry I was just going to say,
0: yeah, it gives you more fodder to uh, to write heart wrenching and gut wrenching.
1: Oh well, yeah.
0: Trope's about.
1: Or angry, at least. Yeah.
0: All right. Um. So you grew up on Long Island. Um. What kind of student were you? Like, Mm-mm. tell me what kind of student you were. You know, middle school, high school. Like, well, were you, I'm, and I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible, were you a book nerd back then? Um, were you like, you know, constantly reading or was that something that I was came constantly
1: li- reading, but that didn't have anything to do with my being a student. Okay. I, I just read the way I breathe. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up, I was very lucky. My parents did not go to college, but I grew up in a house full of books. House full of books. That's good. That is it. And the thing my mother always said, when you move to a new s- town, you go and get your library book. And yeah. so I've always done that. Um, okay. uh, not library book, library card. Library card. Libra- and then you can get the library yeah. books. I was an okay student. I, I probably was a better student than I think. All right. But my friends were all the top five. So I, was, mm. I always thought of myself as the stupid one, which is oh. terrible. And in college, I would say I was an indifferent student. And okay. here's the thing that you can do in a university that you can't do in a small college. Not go, to sc- not go to class. Yeah you can just kind of disappear. There's 400 people. no one cares if you're sitting in that lecture hall or not. yeah so
0: um, what was what was your favorite class in high school? Oh God subject besides English.
1: Yeah, I hated high you remember that I hated school right Yeah, yeah that, that, that's a given. Um, outside of English
0: Yeah was there anything that like any creative classes or anything like that that
1: Well they, they we were they were already cutting budgets even then. Um I did like art class, and I was always in choir. Okay, I there loved you go singing. Um, c- you know, honestly, I was part of a very bizarre program, Tim, called um, it was an independent humanities program where mm. the student could choose. What they wanted to take, and you had mini courses. Um, Wow! All right. Yeah, you could have. You know, now was that
0: that. a lot of pressure? Did you feel a lot of freedom to be able to do that? Oh yeah, yeah,
1: more like freedom. We hung out in the humanities office Mm -hmm. where all of the our teachers had their desks in this big space. Okay, and we we were aides. We worked with students. We checked out books. We did xeroxing. It was. Fabulous, because it was a place you could be. And you know, in high school, you need a place you could be. I don't know what is going on. How I, I think the squirrels on? are
0: moving, the chairs and tables are in the, uh, yeah, in the on attic. Yeah,
1: we're on the third floor. I don't want to hear things moving overhead. That's creepy.
0: There's all kinds. Of, yeah. We've mm. had bats up here before.
1: I hear there. Bats, can birds. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Yeah. Is there a bat infestation here in Rosenstock? Are there? Is there a bat problem?
0: That I don't know. I've seen yeah. one bat. Inside. Yeah, and it was this little itty-bitty thing, and he was cute. Oh, and, I know, you they're know, adorable. We, tra- we trapped him and put him outside, and yeah. then there was a bird in here. And That's I said, I'll it. get rid of him, and they said, no, 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 we have to call animal control and get him out. And I'm like, it's a little itty-bitty bird. I can get him. a towel and yeah. put him outside. But security said, no, 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 I don't deal with that. And then when they did come, he had crawled through one of the vents and was walking around. But I don't know. Why? Did somebody say that there's like a bat infestation?
1: I have have heard that there may be, maybe bats. I'm sure they are up there. I mean, if I was a bat, that's where I'd be. be. It's true.
0: There's nothing wrong with bats. They're healthy. I like them. You know, they're super cool.
1: Give me the more bats, the better. Yeah. Better bats.
0: All right. um, Uh, So favorite class, what's worst class? Like worst subject? Oh, the
1: worst subject. I mean, it's going to be such a stereotype. Is it going to be math or science? Yeah, it's going to be math. Is it going to be math? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I had math teachers who, you know, I stayed after all through middle school every day just to eke by. Yeah. I did not take math after junior high. Really? And I did not take math in college because I could take two semesters of biology, mm-hmm. which is not math. But you um, still need to know a little bit of math. I, I do. I know arithmetic. Yeah. I have a, one of my closest friends is an actual mathematician, and she has said, You just didn't have the right teachers, which I think is true. My father. I'll deflect and blame my teachers. Great at math. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) The teacher. Um, My husband used to teach math. My father was excellent with math. You know, my brain just doesn't move in that way. But I'm sure it could.
0: Mine was science, like anything like chemistry, biology related. I just didn't get. And then I get older, and I married a biologist.
1: There you go. And now, did she like? Show you how cool it was, or no? a little bit. Yeah, yeah.
0: And she has no artistic or had uh, no artistic talent whatsoever. Not. She knew what a good photo looked like, but she never. She was very much appreciated too... art mm-hmm. and art history, mm-hmm. but if you asked her to draw or take a good photo or anything like that, nope, just couldn't not.
1: You know, it's funny. My husband insists he can't draw, and I'm like, anybody can draw. Honestly, every time he does draw, he hates doing it, and it's not fun and it, it's not it doesn't turn out well and I always think
0: it's not the point
1: yeah but also it seems sad like drawing to me seems like everybody should be able to draw if you can right if you have hands or yeah they work in some way I mean I understand it, that to me is fun but math I am very glad math exists in the world obviously I think we'd be dead without it we oh yeah. be sitting on the third floor of a building Exactly. We'd be buried yeah. under a, a <laughs> yeah, everything would be yeah, I'm one extremely level grateful. and not ninety degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm grateful for math. I just, um, I, in my next life, I'm going to take a math class and learn something and do better. Oh yeah, do better.
0: I'm of that kind of um, feeling that any kind of artistic endeavor, the point isn't that you have to be great at it. Mm-hmm. The point is that you just do it and enjoy doing it. That's right. You don't have to be fantastic at it. You don't. And you don't it's have It's the to same get thing with sports. Famous. I you know, I used to coach and, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, my my kid's going to go on scholarship and all." And I'm like, "That's not That shouldn't be your motivation. It, the motivation should be them going out there and having okay. fun. Whether they're good at it or not, it doesn't matter. If they are good at it, great. But if not, who cares? Right. They're out there having fun. And if you draw and it's a creative outlet and it's not stressful, it should be encouraged.
1: Have you ever looked at Linda Barry's stuff? Um, she is so fun. I don't know if I... She Linda is uh, a writer, an illustrator. You know who really likes her is Professor Karen Hoffman of hmm. It Philosophy. All right, I'm uh,
0: going to look that up.
1: Yeah, you should. Um, and her drawings are not perfect. In fact, they're they're cartoonish. But her, she has her students at the beginning of her art classes create avatars for themselves, and hers Ooh. is a hoot.
0: That'd be interesting.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to oh. ask everybody to do this. And during the pandemic, of the worst of the pandemic, and I was told by my daughter and, and a friend, terrible idea. Really? Nobody will want to do this. I think I'm going to do it today. I think you should. I think we're going to try it right now. It, well, not, not, not right
0: on me. Don't do it on me.
1: No, no. Advanced <laughs> fiction writers, it's happening.
0: All right. So um, we got that. What were what, what were summers like um, living on Long Island? Like, mm, did boring. you guys go on vacation? Was there like a spot you guys would no, go, we, like we Disney, are. or did oh, you go no. to national parks, or oh no, get into the city and do cultural stuff? Yeah,
1: the city was. My folks were city people. Okay, um, they loved the coast of Maine, but you know they worked. There were some vacations we did. We're not a camping or hiking family. We were a look at this antique store. Let's have lunch, family.
0: Okay. Um, that's, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Not at all. Antiques are the most boring thing on the planet when you're a kid, though.
0: This is true.
1: Yes. Uh, they liked well, many things. Uh, you know, I, I hung out. There was a lot of boredom. Mm-hmm. I feel like summers are boring, if you're lucky, uh, until I could get a job as yeah. a bus counselor for a camp and then babysit. Was that summer job for you? Yeah. For a while.
0: For a counselor for like summer camp?
1: Yeah, 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 like a bus counselor. Was it, it like a day camp or like yeah, a sleepover no, camp? Yeah, it was a day camp. Okay. Um, and then there were, you know, pickup jobs, whatever, until I was, how old do you have to be to work? I think it was 15 or 16. 15 or
0: 16 to work 40.
1: Yeah, and that's when I got the, the really, one of the worst jobs I've ever had, but Ooh. I had it for a year and a half, on, and? on weekends and summers in a real estate office. You know what no. I had to do? No. Cold call people. Whose,
0: For real estate?
1: Yes, whose houses were they were listed in oh. some way. And when they said, no realtors, please, my job was to call them.
0: Oh, that sounds like a blast.
1: Can I tell you how miserable?
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm sure everybody was very cordial. Oh, and, they loved you loved know, it.
1: And it was great sitting in that office. You know, uh, everyone who ran all those adults. Did, but, uh, oh, well, then nobody was were there. Like, it was just me. It
0: was just you. Just oh.
1: me getting yelled out on the phone. Man. I wish I'd had like I'm good. surprised
0: you didn't go into real estate.
1: Oh yes. Because I had such a knack for it. <laughs> I'm surprised I ever bought a house. Man. I know it was awful.
0: All right. Um So we
1: got through the summers. Yeah,
0: I got through summers. What's the best book you remember reading when you were like oh. between the ages of 15 and 19. Oh, jeez. The, the teenage.
1: The teenager. I'll, I'll
0: give you the 15, 19 teenage. What's oh, the best moved, book.
1: Yeah, you moved me past Little Women. You moved me past the Narnia Chronicles. Yeah, because that yeah.
0: that's probably that was, I read 9, earlier. 10, 11, maybe 13.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, between 15 and 19. You know, I loved all of Kurt Vonnegut's stuff. Oh. And I love Man
0: Without the- a Country is still my favorite book.
1: I've never, I don't think I've read that
0: one. It's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know, Breakfast Club, of course. Breakfast of Breakfast Champions. Breakfast of Champions, not Breakfast Club. Yeah.
1: Um, God Bless You, Mr. Rosewater. That one I of didn't course, read. Of course, Slaughterhouse-Five. Slaughterhouse-Five. Slaughterhouse-Five just. Slaughterhouse-Five is astonishing. It's, it's, I got to teach that again. You it's should. It's gutting. It's yeah. gutting. Um, I liked him a lot, and I also like J.D. Salinger.
0: How's oh, really? That? Yep. Okay. That makes sense, though, I guess.
1: Um and I don't know. I'll get I mean. you. Oh, and Flannery O'Connor, of course. Flannery
0: O'Connor. I don't know Flannery O'Connor. Oh, crazy, okay.
1: crazy southern, southern yeah. writer. I'll get
0: you. Man without a country. It's yeah. it's not long. Oh, good. Are there pictures? It's in? it's all one sentence. I think though. Are I you think serious? The entire, well, that's how he writes. Yeah. Like he, yeah. you know, he. It's oh, interesting. He'll have a sentence that has like you know eighteen commas and a couple you know semicolons mm-hmm. in it, and you're like, I need to read that five times because. you know? run on, but that's what I like about it, though.
1: There's a book called Ducks, Newburyport. (laughs) The author is Lucy, I think her name is Lucy Ellis. And it is about 875 pages, and it is one sentence. Really? It has these interludes that are about, Um, wildlife in a particular area, it is insane. I was in a pandemic social distance book group that we met on Zoom from all over the country, and that was one of our books. I would never have read it if it weren't for this club, and I'm so grateful to them. But it is insane.
0: Okay. Are you still involved in book, book clubs now yes. like are you in oprah's book club
1: no i'm in a local <laughs> book club with friends oprah, i'm glad you oprah
0: said no to that i would have me. lost a little yeah. bit of respect for if you're like oh my god i'm in oprah's book club
1: i don't know what oprah book club is outside of it's her book club. i know
0: she yeah i know she yeah. just like says hey read this
1: you know i i am which is fine people make fun of it but she is actually saying to people hey reading is something we all do and i'm so grateful you know who got into trouble right remember jonathan franzen when she chose his book Oh
0: god, yeah. What was that?
1: I can't remember which he book it was. He did something and Andy. he was very dismissive of her and people who read, you know, books that she recommends and I thought, "You are uh, a, perhaps making Yeah, a how many sales here. did you just make? How lovely to live in a world where people are reading. Period." Yeah. I come on. Everyone keeps that. telling us the book is dead, literature is dead. It's not dead.
0: No. no I don't think so. I think and I mean, I think there's more people who are consuming literature now because yeah. there's more options. Yeah, between Kindle and audiobooks, you sure. know, still isn't, you we, know, and uh, in, in your hand, you know, tactile. But you look at newspapers, you know, I'm I'm a journalist and I'm, you know, I I have to, you know, news hard copy newspapers are dead. It's gone. We still get like ours. cursive, yeah, you know, and typewriters. It's gone. I, I
1: cursive can we talk about cursive for a minute yeah that's ridiculous that people aren't being taught handwriting we should but then it's, the, it's the one thing
0: you have to think of is when's the last time you asked a student to handwrite a paper besides well, we, typing it
1: we may be moving you back know? to that because of the little um uh, chatbot whatever yeah
0: oh ch- yeah chatbot gp whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. it is but you know that's it's true. You know, you got the a only point. thing you yeah. sign now, you know, or have to actually write out is like a, gr- well, you don't have to write out your grocery list, but you don't even have to sign something now. You can e sign.
1: It's true. Unless I mean, you're doing like
0: a mortgage or buying a car or something like that. Yeah. You know, you don't have to endorse the back of a check anymore because it's all direct deposit.
1: I do remember someone saying to it's me, weird. I don't know how to read handwriting, hand script. Script. And I said, I think it's pretty obvious, but maybe not.
0: No, I don't think it is. I bet you if you put something oh, in front I of my kids, yeah. they would have a hard time.
1: You know, I do think we move back But I, I think we Things should get back to it. Us. It's like yeah.
0: film photography. Everybody's like, oh, film photography. It's like, yeah, you know. You might come back to it. You never it know. might. There's some environmental concerns yes. with toxic chemicals and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, that's um, true. Remember
1: records? Remember when records went away? And now, I still have, yeah. Well, vinyl is semi back back. There's so many ways to access music now. Yeah. But, but some people have yeah. records.
0: There's a book uh, I haven't finished reading and I can't remember what it's called, no. But it's about a guy who goes on a quest to find all his old records.
1: Oh, oh I like, know. Like not is.
0: just the records that he has, but his actual records. Oh, I can't no. remember what it's called.
1: It's not who I'm thinking. I was thinking of um, high fidelity. No. Is... It's like
0: it's called like something record. But he you know, he's like, you know how you remember like when you were growing up and you'd like loan out a record to a friend and you'd like write your name on it, you'd notch a corner so you knew that it was yours. I'm like, Oh my god, I did that to every single
1: You didn't notch the corner on the not record. The, no, on the on, on the, the jacket. On the sleeve, or yeah.
0: you'd like, you know, put an initial somewhere on it so mm-hmm. you knew that it was yours. So he was on this quest yeah. to find all these. Well, remember the racket. first.
1: You know, there's only this question you can only ask in certain groups of people. Remember the first 45 you bought with your own money.
0: <sighs> the first 45. Oh God! Do um, we need to
1: uh, do we need to tell people what 45s are? Everybody
0: probably knows. big hole, smaller.
1: Yeah, it's one. It's a one single. Yeah, it's a, and then there's the back, the B side. So there's the one you buy it for, which would be like.
0: What's the song um, uh, with the, there's a, a refrain in it that big boys don't cry.
1: Oh. What oh, song is that? I'm not in
0: love. I'm not, yeah. That may have been, or something. It, it's I'm either that or it in was love. probably an Elvis Presley.
1: Oh, then that's long before. Because you know? I'm not in love was like 70s. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: way yeah. back. I mean, I think I probably got my first turntable, let's see, probably 72, 73. Mm-hmm. I oh, age so myself, yeah. so I was probably eight or nine years old. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Quite I got many.
1: you beat. Well, you know the, the, if we we either get to get older, we keel over. So yeah.
0: Do you have any of your old records, like from back then? Do you uh, did you save so some?
1: Funny, I had a full collection of every Beatles album ever made.
0: I still have the White Album.
1: Oh, uh, I do not have any album. And I'm not a huge Beatles and fan. I do not have a turntable.
0: Oh, I have one
1: we <laughs> had a wild fit of the many things were going on and i had to clear out the house and uh-huh. a friend was visiting and she said you know what we can do right now let's get rid of these things oh. and uh my daughter was already at college and she was saying wait wait and there's, there's said, a
0: market for those
1: you know there isn't it turns out my sister had tried to sell those there is now online well there, i took them to I mean long. any kind of used books or you know a, used record I store i did get some money for them okay that's um, good but not, Not much you know we uh, didn't we didn't buy a house with it the place downtown of that, is it the one the on fire
0: oh the record exchange isn't it is was that it, the record exchange
1: is it the record exchange is the one that was right on um yeah patrick it's right, right off the corner market. And, and yeah. they, but it's they've moved they're coming back they, they are. moved, okay. yeah, and there was another Grapevine. one in the basement yeah uh, over yeah, yeah, on yeah. market graveyard records. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah i probably i i think I probably have and I've been buying every time I go somewhere and there's a record store I'll go in so I probably have like at least 60, 80 old stuff like some old Steely Dan and Talking Heads and I mean I like
1: all that music I just we never played a record we never. We, did.
0: I, I always did. And I. Thought, I realize how labor intensive it is, though.
1: Well, and also.
0: You can't relax. Yeah, because you're listening to, to a record up. every you're 20 have minutes to or so. You got to get up. Or you know, if a six you're on, you know, you got your shuffle on Spotify or whatever it is. Are you on spot? Do you have Spotify?
1: I do not. Um, I don't have any of those services. I hmm. have. You ready? Do you have an iPod?
0: You have an iPod, yeah. <laughs> do you have like an old iPod? iPod. I do. I love. We an still iPod. have all our old ones, but I don't know if they work. They are. Um, the with, iPod was a fa- fabulous
1: invention. Why did it they, was? Why did they discontinue it? Everything because turned. it's they put it all together with uh, they do, but the you, one thing you, you know, I don't have enough storage on this. My daughter and I are linked in some terrible way. Because of an iTunes account that she got when she was little, our phones—we can't disentangle them, which is awkward. Yeah,
0: you have to cancel the account, but then all your, your music all your is music on dis- that account.
1: Something disappears. I have talked to people at yeah. Verizon. Like I've talked to, and you know, Apple yeah, Peoples. I have
0: music I can't play that's on my laptop. Yeah, um, and I'll still you got it. You got even to though I iPod. have like a brand new laptop all the time, but they're from an old iTunes account. Because and things I can't get play.
1: obsolete, you yeah. know. It, the iPod is going to be obsolete. It's very, it actually amuses me a lot because anything that she takes a photo of, her camera roll, mm-hmm. is on my phone. Ooh. I know, so I've had That's to That's kind of creepy. Let me just remind you that everything, no. There's How old is your daughter? Nothing untoward. She's a grown-up. She's 23. Okay. No, the pictures are fine. And often they're pictures she ends up sending me or vice versa. But, you know, it just... It's weird. Our text messages at least don't overlap.
0: Thank God for that.
1: Well, right? Man. Uh, Again, not because of anything that's in them, but, uh, you know, she deserves a lot of privacy. I doubt that she cares what's on mine. I mean. Well, she she
0: might. Might. Make sure you're doing okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's living in France right now, so um, she might be worrying. Good for her. I know. All
0: All right. right. Random question. Ready. Uh, Red or white? Uh, Red. Red? Yeah. Dry or like sweet wine? Oh, dry. Dry. Like really? Like a lot of sulfites in it? Well, not so dry. Make that your tongue you
1: know, dry? You feel like you've just had a peanut butter sandwich okay. or eaten a lemon. But yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, Italian cuisine or French cuisine?
1: I like both. But I think Italian is more favorable for non meat eating, which we mm-hmm. are basically
0: the Yeah, there's point. a lot of beef in French cooking. Oh, isn't lot, there?
1: There's a lot of organ meats in French. If you're yeah. not careful, there's a slab of liver on your plate and yeah. they want you to eat that. Or some yeah, look at Julia flour. Child. She had
0: the you know, the French cookbook and it was yeah, all yeah, about yeah. like it, my daughter's cooking partner beef. <laughs> is not a
1: vegetarian and daughter and Ruthie is okay. a vegetarian. Yeah. Um, and somehow they navigate the world together. But
0: That's all right. My son and his wife—I don't know if you've heard of—they're they're, they're occasional They're occasionally vegetarian.
1: Oh, I guess I would be an occasional carnivore. Yeah. If someone, I is am. I, you know, I don't
0: eat. I don't eat much beef anymore. Any mm-hmm. kind of red meat. Yeah. Every once in a while, I get a craving. You but know, but mostly not. And anymore. the
1: less it, you do it.
0: Yeah, the, I. The yeah. less your body. I maybe is once happy. a month.
1: Yeah, your body says, you know what? Mm, yeah. Mm. I don't know. I I I really like meat. I miss it. But we live near cows. By and there are these giant brown eyes staring at you. Mm, it's very. But that's you you know know, the
0: one. You know you think about it like you know we have canine teeth for a reason.
1: You did you ever hear about um, you know David or Richard Attenborough?
0: I think it was David.
1: Is it David Attenborough mm-hmm. or Richard? One of them is the uh, naturalist, right? Yeah, David. And he has said this on a, an interview.
0: Yeah. He does all the BBC and all that, you yeah, know. Yeah, he does the We are here stuff. on the Great Glacier Plain. Yes. I love him. Oh, who doesn't? I'm like, I want that voice. <laughs> you can't not watch Here we have the Emperor him. Penguin. He's so great. Uh,
1: and he's like 90. And he, yeah, he's still walking yeah. around and yeah. everything. Good for him. All right,
0: so. Okay. What did he say?
1: He said the same thing you did. Yeah. He said our teeth are designed uh, evolutionary are to, designed to, shred to meat. eat meat. I mean, I don't meat know. Meat and carrots. Yeah. If you
0: think about it, meat, carrots, you know, you can soften up a potato or anything else. Yeah. But, you know.
1: beets do. Well, you could soften up a carrot.
0: You can it's... kind of soften up a carrot. Yeah, yeah,
1: know. yeah. Uh, it's, I th- we,
0: you know, we need protein.
1: The thing is, you that's know. why I'm glad there are so many other people. So I don't have to eat meat. Someone else can. Yeah. Vice versa. Right.
0: I just think everybody should eat less. I mean, I'm not going to ever tell anybody don't. Yeah. But you know, maybe we could cut down a little bit. Yeah. I think we might all be a little bit more healthy.
1: Well, environmentally. And environmentally it is of, a good thing. You, know, if you have you ever seen the feedlots out in Nebraska? Yeah. And I, oh, yeah. It, it's you know it's unethical. It's inhumane and environmentally it's a it's a pig's breakfast as we say.
0: No, oh, I get it. You know, I grew up in the Midwest, so there was oh, you know there you go, chicken farms was yeah. where oh we well, have those here near yeah. yeah chicken farm terrible. well yeah on the eastern shore
1: terrible and the jobs that people have there, awful yeah. well this is depressing all right I, so um
0: all right which leads me to best non-meat protein
1: Ooh, well the the humble bean
0: ah all right so narrow that down like are you oh, like a happens. pinto are you like a black, black are you bean. like black beans I could eat black beans all day. I don't know what it is. They're amazing. They're
1: amazing. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. We eat them all the time. Um, I just made a lentil soup yesterday, though. That was also obscenely good. And you know, lentil soup, mm, it can be very depressing and awful and make you just wish that you were anywhere but in front of this particular steam bowl. This lentil soup, again. Did you make it? I did make it. It was good so for good. You. So good. Oh well, a lentil soup is easy to make, Tim. It probably is. People have to eat. It's nighttime, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have a pot of it for weeks and weeks, oh, which joy. is good. Yeah, because I get home like you from a long day. It is hard to really get enthused about
0: the stew. No, I, yeah. you know, I do. We do a lot of uh, a lot of cooking and a lot of baking. Yeah. So like. Oh, you uh, do. When, I remember you brought. I, I bake. I cook. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And your kids are nearby-ish?
0: Kids are nearby, yeah. yeah. Katie, uh, Zach is out on 26 near Riverside, and Kate is uh, off East Street.
1: Oh, they're really so nearby. So they're really close, yeah. Yeah, that's not like one yeah. is in New Jersey and
0: one is oh, no. in, you know. No, but yeah, they love to cook. So, you know, if after Thanksgiving, you know, you save the carcass, you save the bones, all that, boil it down, render it out, make um, turkey broth. There turkey you go. Turkey stock. It's stock, not broth.
1: You know what is not as good as you think it would be? Hmm. Turkey taco turkey what turkey tacos
0: turkey tacos i
1: made turkey tacos uh, they were i like
0: yeah. i should bring in i we have a, a a smoker in the backyard and i'll do um like smoked pork butt but i'll do smoked mm. turkey and do like pulled turkey it's so much better than pulled pork yeah, it's so yeah, much more that, healthy it's so I good just a couple yeah, big yeah, turkey yeah. breasts out there brine them for a couple of days and oh, smoke them oh it's so oh. good all right, let's get okay. off that. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be starving. Now I'm starved. <laughs> I know,
1: I know, and no food insight.
0: All right, so you came here. I
1: came here, a humble peasant. Humble
0: back 1998. The did you best. say?
1: Yes. Can you believe that people weren't even born?
0: No, this is true. How? What's the biggest change at Hood since back then? Besides not being, besides co-ed? men. Yeah. Yeah. Mm,
1: the biggest change. Oh, it's I think we're more embattled, quite frankly, as as a small college. Uh, yeah, it's a wonderful place. It's a wonderful college. I love being here. I think we do such great things. I love the students. I love my colleagues. Um, we're all just trying to keep our heads above water. But you know what? Actually, it was like that even when I came. Much worse. In fact, um, we hmm. we were not I, this is public record, so I yeah. think I can say this. The second year I was here, we did a vote of no confidence for our president, Um, and we are not. Who was it back then? It wasn't. Was it Martha? No, No. I never. It wasn't Martha Church, was it? No, she had left. It was um, Shirley Peterson. Shirley Peterson.
0: Oh yeah, I think everybody knows that Shirley was not doing a great job. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, I knew nothing. I was brand new and. Yeah, but that was before
0: I started. But I heard there's a lot of people that I know that was just like, yeah, she just wasn't.
1: So we do not, you know. I, I don't want to talk faculty politics, no, about which it's I know many things. No, it's probably a good idea things. not to. Um, uh, I would say that, you know, we have goodwill of our administrator. We are, you know, um, all trying to work together. Yeah. Um, I would say the biggest change is not at Hood. It's everywhere, you know.
0: Academic, I think, Academic, in general. Yes. Academia. We
1: You know, scary things are happening, and that I'm happy to talk about, like what's going on in Florida where you have— government involved in literally what you can teach in a classroom in a a college that I mean that as students folks should be worried about I think they should be
0: uh, both of those yeah very much concerned that um it's turning into very much a big brother
1: Uh, that's and it it,
0: it, read what we want you to read
1: and don't don't think you know you'll you'll learn
0: history that Mm -hmm. we want you to yeah. To learn, and you will go where we want you to. And then any kind of information, we will gather it from you. I think being a private institution, we have a little bit more, um, uh, we're well, more way. insulated, I mm-hmm. think. You know, because there's, For you know, now. the governor's not going to come in and start telling a private institution, hopefully, what to do. But if you have something, right. public schools governor. like, you know, University of Maryland and mm-hmm. those type of schools. Absolutely. it's a, It's very scary. Well, yeah.
1: I think people need to be alert and aware. And the nice thing, I mean, if there's any good news, it's that people are not lying down. You no. know, a lot of organizations and a lot of local folks. But yeah. I don't know what you do when your governor, you're a public institution, and your governor says, we're going to yank your funding. I, that's the last thing people can afford. Yep. So it's a bit... That is daunting. Um, That's a very negative thing. Let me find something positive about hood that has changed. Mm -mm -mm. I don't know why. I never think about this sort of thing, Tim.
0: Well, I think, I mean, if you look at English and communications, Mm. I think our fields have stayed consistently high, if not growing. Mm-hmm. As far as our enrollment numbers, if you look at some of the other departments, I think that's
1: true. Oh, so you know? one thing that creative writing, oh, for heaven's sake, this is so embarrassing. I'm the coordinator for the creative writing concentration, and I can say that interest in creative writing has remained high, has grown. Okay. We, I was the creative writing department when I came for a long time. I am no longer, it's not a party of one. Um, this is good. It's great. We got Elizabeth Knapp, who is yeah. a poet. We have Catherine Orloff, who is a screenwriter. Um, we Aaron uh, Angelo was here and is coming back, which is yeah, Aaron's coming back, right? Fabulous news! Fabulous news! Um, and he does a lot uh, poetry and creative nonfiction. Um, I know I'm leaving. I'm leaving someone out, but
0: um, Brooke.
1: Brooke, well, does she do creative writing? I don't know. She I does it she'd... privately, but I'm not sure yeah. she wants people talking about it on this podcast. No. So don't. But I, it.
0: I didn't know she was part of that creative writing no, group. No, not at this. Not but she's in the English Judgment. department. She's in CMA. Okay. Is she in CMA?
1: Yep. Why she does I public think? relations. Okay, and Yeah, yeah. But um, still,
0: you know, it's so, all kind of interwoven. Oh, there, in and we have communication. a
1: writer. We're starting a low-res MFA yeah. program. That is extremely exciting. There you go. Um, oh, and one thing that changed was we have a literary magazine, which we did not when I came. The first year, students came to me and said, "Could we have a literary magazine?" Is that Wisteria? That's Wisteria. Yeah. It was born could... when I came. And that's pretty cool.
0: So that I mean, was yeah. that something that you? Came up with, or did somebody say we should have one? And you're like, you know, we should, and then you advocated for it. Student, or was it was a little of both. It
1: was a little of both. Um, I okay. they needed a faculty advisor, and I I had no experience in this. How are we doing uh, for time? Fifteen okay. minutes. All right. Um. So yeah. In fact, the Wister- the first issue of Wisteria came out. Almost the same time my daughter was born. Wow. So there was a lot of, oh, midwifing, the literary magazine jokes. Hmm. But that was very nice. Yeah.
0: Have you, with creative writing, because when I I was involved in journalism all through high school, um, photography was just a hobby. So when I went to college, I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to write, you know, short stories. There you go. Um, I wanted to get into journalism and write, you know, entertainment and stuff like that. Um, And then uh, I think it was my sophomore year. I was still doing photography. There's a lot of photojournalism stuff. And my advisor, I went in, and we were talking about classes I needed to take. And he goes, I need to tell you this. I'm like, what? He goes, goes, you're not a good writer. He he said, you're just not. You were a really good photographer. You need to think about, changing your path. And it was the best thing. I'm, I'm very glad he was honest with me. Mm-hmm. Just, just to say, you're just not that good. Because mm. I loved it. It was a passion. I just wasn't good at it. I wasn't going to, he knew I wasn't going to have a career at it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I've written a couple little things here and there. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Ha- in in creative writing, have you noticed that themes that students are writing about, has it changed? Oh, yeah. You know, not just since you started, but has it changed in the last couple of years? Um, like topics, themes, subject there are, matter?
1: There are always things that are very popular um, because of what people grow up reading. You know, we all return yeah. to those things. So fantasy is quite popular series. Uh, students will sometimes say this is just like this particular series, either a movie or uh, or, or book series, um, but heavy on fantasy. Uh, there was like a what, weird... like, is
0: it like science fiction fantasy or?
1: It can be, um, it can be other, not necessarily science fiction, but sort of worlds that are combination medieval Like Game of Thrones type stuff and, you know, the Witcher Thrones, and all that. Yeah, and I don't know those things. But yeah, it's no.
0: all just, you know, like medieval, not you know, so people with blood, big swords and there dragons. There is
1: some and, sword, there's some dragon you know. stuff, um. For a while, I had one class. This was years ago. Every story seemed to have a woman being stalked and murdered in, oh. some, in a car or a closet or an elevator. And I finally had to say, we need to stop these. <laughs> uh, every time I leave this class, I'm, <laughs> I'm terrified. The
0: security and in walking uh, you know, <laughs> Walk into my car.
1: What's going on? Um, So, and it was largely women. I was just, I was going to
0: ask, is it, was it men or was it women?
1: It was almost all women. Interesting. Well, that is a very popular storyline, right? It still is. I was just going to say, yeah. People love serial killers. I don't know why that is. I don't know
0: either. It seems odd. If you think about it, people who are stalking people, spying on people, going on like murder tirades and we're all enthralled in. Yeah. Serial killers, yeah, Jack I, the Ripper, yeah, yeah, yeah. you I know, mean, it's all the way back new. to you know, it's not new. Like but the Jeffrey Dahmer thing, you know, no. that's out now. Everybody's just like, Whoa. yeah, I don't want to watch it. it I'm awful. like, I was alive when that was going on. I, you yeah, know, it was, it was, it was just up the road from where I grew up. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, he's horrible, right? Yeah.
1: I love a good murder mystery. Like, mm. And let's go back, like Agatha Christie, who some people would call fairly tame. She gets a lot of flack for she's the She's very she mainstream,
0: writes. right? Like, she's very palatable, she's consumable,
1: also, um, you prolific. Know, she was prolific. She led the way in many ways. She created detectives that yeah. people cared about. Uh, but there was always a terrible murder. There was yeah, always that was the and catalyst sometimes her. more than one. Yeah. But she did not It wasn't like murder porn, if I can use that word. You can. She didn't revel.
0: No, it wasn't it wasn't graphic.
1: It was about Yeah. setting things to right. Yeah. And it was about acknowledging that people can be absolutely horrible. Yeah. You know. So,
0: yeah, the, the, I th- I always found I don't know if I found it interesting, but I'm just thinking about it now that you know, a lot of those big writers that people would instill to this day are women.
1: Mm. P.D. James, Dorothy Sayers, yeah. Agatha Christie. Nora Roberts. Nora Roberts. Well, Nora Roberts doesn't write murder mysteries. No, but I'm just saying, as oh, oh. as
0: authors, writers.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Susan you know. Grafton, Sue Crafton. Yeah, there's a um, lot of, Laura you know. Laura Lipman does a and lot. And even more nowadays, mm-hmm. I
0: think they're, mm-hmm. which I think is great. Yeah. I wonder why that is.
1: Um, I don't know. I think maybe it... This was adorable. I mean, I, not to say open. that
0: there's not great male authors. There is.
1: No, a rumor has it.
0: You know, there's a couple of them out there. <laughs> just, a, just a couple. There's Stephen King and a couple others.
1: So you're talking about genre fiction, though, right? But you're yeah. About murder mystery or just about any or any, or or any kind of writer. Mm-hmm. Any kind of writing.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, that was my go to in high school was anything Stephen King. Because oh, it was well, just easily too, to get yeah. into.
1: He's a good writer, you know, he and he wrote a lot.
0: Scare the crap out of you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I haven't read him in a long time, but that's me neither. He's got
0: a new book out, or a new, new something out, like Under the Bed or something like that. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember, it's a new yeah. movie.
1: But you know, his son's a writer too, Joe Hill. I saw really? his son before he had wow. published. I saw him give a reading in Maine one summer. That's kind of cool. It was, and uh, I, I would not have known he was Stephen King's son, but wow. the guy, the person I was with said, that's Stephen King's son.
0: That's really cool. What's the best advice you can give to somebody who like has taken your classes and you know that they have talent Mm. to write? Mm. What's the best advice you could give them? Be very simple. Yeah. Keep Keep writing. Keep writing. Keep writing. Yeah.
1: Keep writing. Find one or two people who you really trust. Okay. Not necessarily your best friends to read your work, who will give you honest answers and who won't give you advice to write the story they want to write Mm, okay and don't give up it is if you want to be published it is brutal yeah Um, but a writing life is the best life there is
0: i get it here's the my last thing and this is my big gripe why is the english language so messed up why
1: what do you mean
0: why 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 what do you mean i i saw that one thing and it said he said If somebody is coming to the United States and wants to learn English as a second language and sees the word yacht and wants to know how to pronounce it, why does that not scare the crap out of them? Like you look at the word yacht.
1: Oh, yacht. Yacht. Mm -hmm. Um, You know what the French word- Like we have so
0: many words, it just doesn't make sense. The English language doesn't make sense at all.
1: Do you know what the French word for apartment building
0: is? I, no.
1: Immeuble. Immeuble. I'm, I'm not even going to try that. Announcing this right, I, I think you, you know, Is it like it any out.
0: language? Yes, I that guess was it my could point. Be. It's like any yeah. language. Oh man, it's just so. Yeah,
1: I, we do have some strange rules. And you know who would talk to you more about that? Who is Heather Mitchell Heather. Oh, yeah. Who teaches the English language.
0: Yeah, it's just crazy. All right, best book you've ever read.
1: No, you can't ask me that. You know, you can't. Or, all right, or let's do this. All
0: right, it. so um, everybody always does, like, your five desert island right. records or movies. What right. are your five desert island books? Oh, that, like, oh, what's man. a, well, here, what's a book that you could go back and read multiple times?
1: Well, there are books I have gone to. Yeah. It used to be Housekeeping by Marilyn Robinson. Oh. It's still a fabulous book. I know people say you should choose the Bible because it has so mm. many stories, but the writing style's a bit, uh, mm. But... You know, maybe I would choose like Ovid, Metamorphosis, all the great myths. I just
0: say, would you pick something like old, you know? Mm,
1: and I'd pick a collection like the Norton Anthology of Modern Poetry. Okay. Do with an anthology.
0: I like that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. Thank you for being my guest. And my very, very last question is who should I have on next? Who should you recommend? Maybe not somebody in CMA English. Okay, but you it know, has to be somebody. You know who you should. Within our university, Scott you
1: know, Pinch, Scott
0: Somebody said that before. Yeah. Yep. That's I got to get Scott. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I haven't reached out to Scott, but um, I yeah. Will. Reach out to Scott. He'd okay. be great. Thank you very much. And this thank is why you. I do this. I, you know. All right. I learn all this stuff about people that we hang out with, and that's the whole point.
1: That's it, this was a more I'm glad fun, you had fun than it ought to have been, yeah. Tim. So thank you. Yay.
0: All right, go to class. Don't you have to go to class?
1: I do. When does this
0: end that I can walk away from this mic? Right now. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) And there you go. Thank you again to Amy Gottfried for being on the show. It was really great to sit down and just have a casual conversation with Amy. One of the reasons why I like doing this show is just sitting down and having a conversation and getting to know people and I will definitely uh, be reaching out to Scott in the near future to see if he uh, would agree to be a guest on the show I don't know much about Scott so I'm, I'm looking forward to that but until then thank you for tuning in uh, until the next episode of get to know a blazer I'm your host Tim Jacobson as always be kind to each other and more importantly be kind to yourself and lead out music for our show titled Grandpa is written and played by none other than John Medales. Get to Know a Blazer is a production of Hood College Broadcasting Studios.